podcast is brought to you by Fresh Pins, combining pop culture and fun in pins, shirts, and stickers. Check them out at freshpins.storeenvy.com. The Poet and the Platform, all things strength and conditioning and much more. Thepoetandtheplatform.com. The Grit Collective, nutritional coaching for the driven. Thegritcollective.com. Episode 3 of the Do You Even Podcast, The Gang Talks, the CrossFit Open, and CrossFit. We should talk about the Open, shouldn't we? Yeah, because well, we should. Yeah, I'm yeah. vaguely talking about it. By the way, Lipsy just, I just saw this. Lipsy just did a SOTS press of 200 pounds and then five overhead squats. And the best is he had to post it like in three separate videos because it didn't fit. Oh, yeah, stop. Like, you know what? I'm so over that. Like, uh, can I? No, no, no. I want to hear. I want to hear what your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> no, like. Don't post those party tricks and then shit the bet at regionals, well, right? Yeah, but, like, if you're wondering, he's not going to regionals this year. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, but didn't he move to an easier region? I don't think. Well, he he moved out. He's in Southwest. Um, but I don't yeah. think it was. It wasn't because he wanted to go to an easier region. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, but he he is in an. But he was still region. in an easier region. Yeah, he finished actually right behind Danny Nichols. Hmm. Who's Danny Nichols? He's like 400 times his size. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's an he was an OPT athlete for a long time. He was the one that did like King Kong in like two minutes flat. Oh, uh, great! One of those guys. Something At, um, like that. Either last year or the year before, when uh, OPEX put a team to regional or to the games, Danny Nichols literally walked out for the snatch thing. Uh, the snatch. Um, the one rep max snatch, and he opened at 300 pounds, and then was just like, "Yeah, okay, I'm, we're good here." He did. He also did a competition where it was a clean ladder, right? Oh. And he finishes the clean ladder. The judge no reps him at the end for not like, for not holding the bar until he said down. So he does the last lift again. <laughs> but he <laughs> also, the tiebreaker was if you miss the clean, you do double unders. He walked out into the clean ladder without a jump rope. Oh my god! <laughs> and the last clean was three seventy five too. It wasn't like a, uh, a like you know like I guess well for him it was, but like. Pretty pretty heavy weight. It was uh was that OC throwdown the one year? Yes, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, it's a great video. That's it's still a, out there on YouTube. That's a good competition. Well, well that, until that they did the, the regional though. That was a regional workout, double unders and clean, wasn't it? I'm sure. It I was think so. The year Ricky went. Yeah. Oh no, that was snatch. Oh okay, but same idea. You you would do the double unders for what you didn't get. Yeah yeah. Well, so this was the OC throwdown was just a one rep max clean, and then if you failed or if you wanted to go, you just did double unders. Um, the, the CrossFit one was like a 30 or 50 double under buy-in and then you snatched. Yeah, that was a good oh. one. Yeah, that's when, uh, yeah. Scott Paltos, a dude who could snatch by 300 pounds, couldn't get past the 165 pound barbell because he couldn't double under. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> that guy. That guy. So, looking at the regional, I'm sorry, looking at the, the, yeah, I guess the regional leaderboard now. Um, for the Northeast, I don't know a lot of these names. There's a lot of people who just, I don't want to say came out of nowhere, but like there's people now just popping up that aren't like, you know, they, they were never that? around. That was me. I, I got the OC throwdown video. I'm sending it. Home. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, 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 uh, there's definitely a lot, even on like the leaderboard of like people I've never heard of. Like, and I don't know if so, it's like the changing of the guard now for like CrossFit that like all these old dudes like are gone. And now all these new guys are yeah, coming in. Year or so. Well, I think we're finally at a place where you're either 
a top tier collegiate athlete or you've been doing CrossFit your entire life. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of where we're at. So the dude who finished, um, he he's got the last spot in the Northeast right now. Paladino. Um, Paladino. He was the the champion of the teenage division last yeah. year, and now he's he's home in the Northeast. But if you notice too, when you look at his scores, where has he done every workout out of? Oh, CrossFit Mayhem. <laughs> yeah. So to kick off this uh, conversation. Carmen, what do you, yes. you, you wrote an article about the Open, right? Yes, yeah, I had a lot of attention. I what did. are your thoughts? <laughs> so, you know what's funny is I love the Open. I really genuinely do like the event. Um, but I guess I don't know what this says about the internet or readers or whatever, but people read that article and they were like, oh, Carmen hates the Open. And that's Correction. not what I was saying People at all. People read the headline. Right, right. And <laughs> like, I genuinely like the Open. I, again, I wish we were back at the, you know, I wish there were more sectional things. I'm biased because I like track and field. I like more standardized workouts. I like being able to go to spectate, and you lose a lot of that. But I like seeing all of these performances each week. Like, you know, I don't even do CrossFit anymore, and I was watching the Open videos almost every week when they were announced. Um, but I just think there's a time and a place for everything, and I just there's there's something that doesn't sit well with me about someone, and I'm, I'm not trying to be ageist or sexist or anything, but I, it just doesn't sit well with me when you see a 50 year old woman. Or man, or whatever. But it, typically, the videos just tend to be like my mom or my grandma videos, where people post them online of this this fifty year old woman trying to hit a snatch, and it's like, oh, she just started CrossFitting a month ago, and it just that story doesn't end well in the long term. I, I just don't. I get it's for fun, and I get, and but again, if it's for morale. And if it's for participation, and if it's so that people can feel good, well, then it just supports my original claim from with the article to begin with. So, it, it's just so strange to me. So I, I think I, the thing that's kind of tough too is like they they set this, you know, like the the open originally. I feel like even if they wanted to now, they can't like just they can't take it back that it's not open literally, you know, to everybody. You know right. what I mean? So they're kind of like stuck in that perpetual like we have to always leave this open to everybody you know oh we have to accept 25 dollars from each person that's in it also but like now they can't take it back you know what i mean so it's like a weird in between well, i feel like that they're stuck i'm not justifying it but yeah i mean it, it, it again it doesn't make it any better when right. you are you add all these categories where it's like well i know i'm not going to make it to the games but i'm really excited to see how i stack up with other 50-year-old firefighters in, in Gloucester County, New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, oh, what, then what are we doing this for then? So um, I saw something interesting. Do you, guys, you guys know Jackie Perez. She's all over social media. And she's been yeah. like, she's yes. been, I would say, like a decent <laughs> yes. crossfitter for years. Like definitely has gone there, gone to games as like a team athlete. So she posted on her Instagram uh, a day ago. With the amount of people and everything, she is literally in the top 0.6% of the world and couldn't even make it to a regional. <laughs> 0.6. So she's, she's the upper 1%. She's the 99.4 percentile 
and she's and like you're not making it anymore. Well, it's so yeah. deceiving too because you start CPO posts into like I'm the you know I'm top nine percent in the world at this, but then you look at it and you're like, oh okay, but you were still like thirty second at your own gym. Yeah, it doesn't mean so anything it's like, anymore. It's yeah, but it, the number like when you see it like because I've like oh, like I was talking to somebody the other day, yeah, did you see so and so is like nine percent in the world. I'm like, oh, like like that can't be. But then I looked at it, I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, well if you narrow anything down enough, like. I'm probably in the top ten percent white males from Harrisburg named John. <laughs> do you remember in do you remember in two thousand thirteen where we called Ricky Baylor the king of Africa because he was number one in Africa? Yeah, I do remember yes. that. Yeah, because you could drag and drop yourself into like any, yeah. any Oh my god. Compare yourself to anyone on the planet. <laughs> I killed it in Antarctica. <laughs> so programming wise, this is definitely to me my favorite like open I didn't do a workout, but like it, it was definitely probably the most um, what looked like to be one of the best all well-rounded ones. Um, but to me, going back to like my favorite open workout, and it goes back to that time, Nick, was that the Fran workout, the thrusters pull-ups, and then every oh, yeah, <laughs> every four minutes you get another four minutes. Like I remember finishing, yeah. like I think you and I were the only ones that finished that third round, but like finishing yep. it was like nobody won. It was so demoralizing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's you, <laughs> like for doing better, you just get, it's like, that's what hell is. Yeah. Hell is that workout, right? Do thrusters and pull-ups or you die. And if you keep going, you're just going to do more thrusters and pull-ups. You just die more. Yeah. <laughs> like, as I'm telling you, there needs to be a new, the new saw needs to be like that workout. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> well, that was a year you were, do you remember that you were sick? Cause oh yeah. You, you know why got, I got sick? Why? I got, I got sick after the Every time I die show, I'm trying to mosh and two-step, like, in my pea coat, and then I was sweaty, and I went outside in Philadelphia, uh, and then I couldn't, I couldn't breathe or speak for a month after that. Oh, oh my, my God. That's amazing. That's why I got sick. It's the problems of being a fashionable scene kid. <laughs> Guys, During I, the like, open. Speaking <laughs> yeah. of, like, the workouts, so I'm just playing around with, with some of the requirements. Like, I thought that the things would change, but they're not changing. Unless I'm doing this wrong, but if you were a man or a woman between 50 and 54 for workout one, doing it, uh, maybe, hold on, let me see what it looks like scaled. If it's the burpee box jump overs, like who, yeah. So regardless, masters, women scaled, you're still jump doing burpee box jump overs for 17 points. I just don't think that's a good idea. Well, the funny part is, like, to me, this is becoming such, like, a, like, ridiculous thing because the idea of CrossFit is that it's infinitely scalable, but they're making you scale it to a certain degree. Like, they're not making it infinitely scalable. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. If you've been doing CrossFit for a year, well, then, yeah, sure. I'm sure you've, I've, I'm sure you've done these, these movements before. Fine. Rock and roll. But, like, if you haven't. But, so here's the thing, right? I, I don't think it's in a matter of age because I've known like 50 and 60 year old Ironman athletes and ultra marathon runners, yeah, for right? Sure. They're they're very good at it. It's it's when it was whatever the I think 2013 or 14, it was the uh, um, thruster burpee workout, right? Oh, God. Burpee over the bar. Oh, that was hard. It was and and I'll never forget there was this thing going around the internet that was this this woman who was extremely extremely heavy set, like probably over 300 pounds. And she wrote this post about, you know, I did the workout and it, 
you know, it took me 56 minutes or something like that, but I have the best coaches in the world because they didn't let me quit. And I always have this, I always have this thing about like, if the event, you're just not ready for it, right? If you can't walk comfortably, you shouldn't be doing a 5k because it's on your bucket list, Correct. right? Like you, you, this, this event for you is not appropriate. No amount of like trying hard or cheering or I'm going to try my best. It's just, it's like you, it's like taking John freaking Montag and putting him in the ring with Conor McGregor. And saying, try your best. I'd pay to see that. I got a shot. I'd I mean, I would totally be there for that. That'd be amazing. <laughs> How many weapons do I get? John, John Montag covers because he runs around for five minutes away from Connor. <laughs> um, we have oh, to call like, him by the Chiefs. The oh, Chief. Right. Big Chief. John, Big Chief, Big Chief Montag. Montag. So it would also be like if you threw me into that workout because I think a small piece of me died in that uh, thrusters burpee over the bar workout that you're talking about. Yeah. I asked my judge three times if I could just stop. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I remember, like, afterwards, like, I think Cato and, like, Ricky, maybe even, actually, probably everybody on this call came up to me. Like, people were, like, asking me, like, oh, like, you hurt yourself yesterday? Like, so that's why you looked that painfully <laughs> awful? Like, nah, that was just my abilities shining through. <laughs> At Thanks, one point, second. though, I was like, oh, man. Montag's done. That's awesome, but you were just sitting down getting water. <laughs> oh yeah, wow, that was because you still had like day, four like, rounds left. Well, what's funny is like to this day, I don't know. Like I, I wasn't in like you know peak physical shape compared to everybody else there, but for myself, it was probably like one of the most in shape I've ever been. So I don't know if it was just like I didn't drink enough water or whatever it was, but like for some reason, I created a new form of burpee that day where you kind of went to like a Spider-Man lunge. And then drag your face across the dirty floor, and then like kind of just somewhat frog hopped over the bar. Yeah, that was bad. And it was one of those ones where everyone was coming over and like trying to cheer you on. I'm like, just go home, please, everybody. <laughs> no, I just think it was one of those things. You're motivated. You came out too hot, and you know. Well, live, that's every workout I've ever done. Live fast and die hard. Story of my yeah. life. If you could, if you could make it to regionals off of the first round of every open workout, I'd be a competitor every year. What'd you do right if they started doing just, that? Yeah, we just need to know yeah, your you just first got bonus minute. points. <laughs> so, how do you reconcile? Okay, the open is what is the purpose of the open? To basically, it's a first cut to screen for the top athletes that are going to regionals and probably going to go to the game. And more likely, year to year, you know who's going to go. Every once in a while, you're like, holy shit, I didn't know that they didn't make it. But then you have your, the G, that's like the top 1%, right? Or as Walker said, is not even the top one percent. And then you yeah. had the general population. Like, how do you reconcile that shit? Because I've, oh, I, even the, okay. the new gym I just joined, I've seen two people get injured in the past two weeks for the freaking open workouts. So I would say that the open isn't for that. Like, I would kind of actually reverse that because, I mean, for us, it's big on community. Yeah, we have competitors, okay, but it's more about bringing everyone together every weekend. And we're confident enough in our scaling abilities to tell them, like, if there's something that's outside of their ability or something that's not smart for them, we're going to scale them back just because it's a safety issue. So I think that almost falls with, like, the openness for the community, and then it's up to affiliates to be able to regulate that a little bit. But, okay, so let's say you have programming. Oh, all of a sudden, here's some random high-volume-ass workouts, as the open generally is, right? 
And it's also, okay, so you want to bring everyone together. You want to have good workouts. How about that's yeah. every single day at your gym? You do that all the time. What is the open that's going to yeah. make this different or special besides the, the Instagram likes hype that you're going to get from it? Um, probably that I paid an extra $25 to be a part of it. Is it $25 now? <laughs> Isn't it? I think it I is. Oh, I thought it was 20 bucks. Yeah, I thought it was 20 bucks. Yeah, but you get your name on a website, so yeah. it's worth it. Walker, what was the math that you did earlier? So if, if it's 20, um, I did the math of 20. It, was, it would be 20 with about 430,000 people would be an $8.6 million pot they got. Money grab. Yeah. I don't know if it's a money. What, what would be the, what would be like the, it's not really a money grab as much as it's like a, hey, I opened this Stealing. pillowcase and it fell in $8.6 million. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get tested in the open at all? Randomized? Yeah, well, so if you're it's it's like it's essentially like how any now like USAW or any type of people operate. If you're a member of of the CrossFit community, whatever, you're now subjected to um, the next year you're a part of it as a like random drug testing screening. So I could be a like a twenty three year old D one athlete juiced out of my mind and basically win the open and nothing would happen to me if I'm a nobody. Well, you uh, yeah, nothing would probably no. happen because also, would they even test and you at that, that point? <laughs> and then show up to regionals and place last. Who who was that guy? Who who won the open? That placed last well, in the Northeast. That would be uh, it would be Sean Thompson. <laughs> Pride of Philadelphia. <laughs> that guy. That's the Mid Atlantic. Well, and that was also he was also quoted in an interview like afterwards, like when they were like, "Hey man, like you literally finished behind Rich Froning in the open, and then you finished like 18th in regional. What happened?" And he was like. Yeah, like the judging here is way different than the judging in my gym. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, they like count reps and like make sure you do stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was not a very good way to go out. They weren't playing the Wonder Years at regionals, and it really messed up my group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh but there's definitely going to be athletes like that though who can make it to you know get to the regional level and then when it's put not in a situation that's not their gym they can't perform and i think you see that so almost every year it's like making the cave session at the american open yeah like th there's a ton of people like if you just take the northeast like i'm looking at even the individual women and like there's two girls out of the top six one girl, I don't know her name, but like Elizabeth Adams and Chelsea Hughes. Those girls make it to regionals every year, and they're always sitting in the top couple spots, like you see now, going into the regional. And then like regional happens, and then they're not anywhere near this, this finish. So like, and it also goes to show you too, like there's going to be athletes who either just happen to happen like a really good weekend at regionals. Those workouts might be made for them. And then you also have athletes who probably aren't really training for the open and not really gearing up until regional. So those people who might be training for the open for regional are going to burn out by the time they get there. I think a lot of that has to do too with for the open, you just need to be a Metcon ninja. You don't have to be strong to win the open, but you have to be strong in regionals. Yes. Cause he, and I think that even gets further proven this year because Josh Bridges, right, the, that workout with the 265 snatch, like he didn't get anywhere close to the 265 snatch, but he literally, in his region, took a 1, a 1, a 2, and a 2, and then a, <laughs> and then a 15, uh, a 14, rather. 
So like he just proved like, hey, just because I couldn't, you know, I'm not going to get to the 265 barbell, but I'm going to just beat you everywhere else and win four out of the five workouts almost. I'm biased, but I will say that's my favorite open workout of all time. Besides the max cleaning jerk after the toes to bar thing. That was pretty cool. Um, th- this one, that, this, that workout was really good. I still think too this year, um, that lunge workout with the bar muscle ups, I thought that workout was awesome. Um, just because of how gross it really gets. And also too, because like, I like how the first two workouts this year, if you didn't really, like if you just kind of gamed yourself and didn't really try, you found yourself in a huge hole going into the third week. Um, Cause like, you know, like a bodyweight ninja could kill the first workout, box jumps and dumbbell snatches. A bodyweight ninja could kill the second workout, lunges, bar muscle ups, toes to bar, and um, I guess dumbbell power cleans. And then now all of a sudden it's like, well, shoot, there's two really, you know, two really uh, bodyweight type workouts coming in. And if you game them and you're now sitting in like 80th in your region, you got to do a lot of work to get back in. Mm. That was like, what was the, the one year, right? That started out with uh, seven minutes of burpees. And that leaderboard was <laughs> all kinds of crazy because there were little guys like me doing 140 burpees, which, you know, could barely snatch 130 pounds at the time. <laughs> Yeah, and for that one, I did 11 burpees at Foga de Chao so I could beat Jim Rudder because he did 10. That's, That's amazing. Awesome. Do you guys remember seven minutes of burpees? Like, you yeah. remember that? So I tested it. I tested it, um, I guess, like two years later again, like, because it came up at, like with Invictus. And um, when I retested it, my goal was to do 20 on the minute. And then when I ran out of time, like for Rhett, like when, when that 20 was coming, going to take me the whole minute. Um, I just, you know, put my head down and went, and I think I got like 147 (laughs) that time, which was like a, like a 10, 10 or 10, 10, 10 rep improvement. (laughs) So, so that's a really interesting point, right? That, that competitors think about strategizing the workout, how to get the best score, you know, time their rests, time the repetitions, how many reps I'm going to do. And it's just like the general population goes into it and it's just kind of like, okay, I'm just going to get punched in the face. You're, you know, big chief Montag just blowing your load in the first round. Oh, you want to hear what I did in seven minutes of burpees? Uh, that was like three months into me starting CrossFit. And uh, how old's Bob Denham? Does anybody know off the top of your head, Kato? <laughs> Older than you by like yeah, two. he beat me by like four reps. 63. <laughs> he beat me by four reps um, in seven minutes of burpees. So that's all I did. But yeah. Yeah, Bobby. First, I, I bet you I bet you I was one of the first people to get to 20 burpees in that seven <laughs> minutes. And then it took me another four to get to 30. That's amazing. It's kind of how I approach life. Just, you know, live fast, die young kind of thing. Yeah, I just, man, any, any, I don't know. Uh, like, Say I'm watching a, because this is, I guess, just, just the type of person I am. Right now, I'm watching a Masters Women's 60-plus competitor do 17.1, and this individual, they did not come in first, is what I will say. Um, (laughs) And I'm just like, man, I just don't get it. I don't know why you'd pay – I I don't know why you would pay the the $25. I don't know why, as an affiliate owner, you would say – you should totally do this. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not saying that that's what happened in this video, you know, that, but 
I, I, you know, I look at these videos and I look at all of this stuff and I think eventually everyone kind of sort of ends up in the same place where they do this for maybe three or four years or whatever. And then they look back and they're like, uh, I don't know how great of an idea it is to do that. I don't know how great of an idea it is to do that. And yet people are still doing these movements. And then you have those like those videos. Did you guys watch the box jump fail videos from 17? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. And you're, and you, I watch those videos and I, I can't help but cringe. And there are just so many other things that you could do to help people yeah, so you're you're thinking about it from a perspective, like in hindsight, right? So take it, I, like I started CrossFit like a decade ago at this point, 2006, because I saw some dude at Rutgers Gym wearing a CrossFit shirt doing deadlifts, and I'm like, deadlifts are tough. That guy's wearing a CrossFit shirt. Let me go look that up. Right? <laughs> and then it just went to like, okay, the spectrum of I was doing like amateur MMA stuff at the time, and it was just I was in the Marine Corps, and it was just do as hard stuff as possible. I was literally doing hero workouts every day because I thought that's that would make me better, and it just made me injured all the time. <laughs> but and and you go through this this whole like, as you learn it, it, in the beginning, it's kind of like let me what are my goals? My goals are to learn all these different movements. Ooh, let me get a muscle up. Ooh, let me get a bar muscle up. Ooh, let me get triple unders right. And then once you have all of them, it's kind of like, okay, well, maybe I should compete or something like that. And you go through it. But to, to your point, in retrospect now, having just joined CrossFit Gym after being on like a multi-year hiatus, for me, it's just I appreciate it. more. I appreciate CrossFit more now than I did when I was doing it like two day, times a day because it's, right. it's good exercise. And like literally I'm scaling everything. Um I'm just like I just want to work out. Right before it was like I want to win the workout. Now I just I just want to exercise. But it took freaking ten years to like learn that and figure that out. But the thing is, is, we all know this now. Like all of us have this knowledge, and yet once a year we throw all of that knowledge out the window, <laughs> and yeah. everyone starts screaming at each other again. And here's here's like the biggest crime. And I know people who. Here's, I'll say that they are masters competitors and they have been members of South Jersey CrossFit gyms and I found myself in conversations with them and I would ask them and say, hey, how's everything going? And the response has been, oh yeah, like I don't go so much anymore. And then my question is why? And then they say, well, you know, I got injured, you know, I, I got injured doing a... I got injured doing a snatch is probably the most common thing that I hear, but uh, like, uh, or uh, I I I blew out my shoulder doing this, or you know I pulled a hamstring, or I got a hernia. And dude, when you're when you're 20, that's fine because you're still in college. It's not that big of a deal. But when you're 45 or if you're 50 years old and you have to show up to work every single day, well, I think you have this responsibility as a gym owner or a trainer to say like, wait a minute, you have to go to work and pour concrete tomorrow, or you have to go do this, or you have to go do that. I watched this Raphael Ruiz. This video was the first video that ever changed my perspective on CrossFit. Um, I was gonna go get, the, I, I, I went to get the CrossFit football cert, which was an amazing certification, and I watched a Raphael Ruiz video, and he was talking to a group of guys, and he was like, 
it was something, and I'm paraphrasing here, I'm sure I'm butchering it a little bit, but something along the lines of you have to understand as the trainer that if your athlete gets injured on the field, it's your fault. If, if you're making them do muscle-ups and they get injured, they're going to blame you. And if their injury from the muscle-ups no longer allows them to play the sport that they love, you're going to have to be the one that looks them in the eyes and say, hey, I'm sorry I pressured you into doing these movements when you really didn't need to do them, you know? So I I agree with you 100%, right? And it's no secret that my hatred for the Open has been since the, its inception. However, just to play, just be yeah. open on both sides, we are discounting the individual that wants to do this. For sure. I, and I agree with you. Like, leadership 101, right? Everything that your people do or fail to do, it's your fault. I've been on board with that forever, and I've gotten in hundreds of arguments because of it. But I have learned, and I had a conversation with somebody who did a competition um, last minute, didn't train for it, jumped into it because someone else got hurt, and they broke their wrist, and I talked to them about it, and I'm like, that sucks. And they said, you know what? It was worth it. And this is like a general population, grown person, um, like not, not, a, not an athlete. And this, is, this is a space, right, for people that were never athletes that are doing this competition thing because – they're finding their like collegiate athlete time that they never really had. Right. So cool. I, I I explore and I think about it, as much as I hate it, you do have to consider these people just kind of want to do it. Right? Oh, I agree with you. As a as a coach, hundred percent I'm on board. Everybody as wants a, to be a competitor. A, yeah, people just bite like they'll break their legs, tear their meniscus, they'll get surgery, and they'll just keep doing it and they'll they will be like, Oh, it's fine. Yeah, you know, it happens or something like that. You know what? It's like it's like Fight Club, right? Why? They needed something in their lives. They need something exciting. It's the same idea. Much cheaper than a heroin addiction. For well, sure. except for that part, of course. I, I mean, really, though? I don't know. <laughs> That's true. It is a very expensive addiction. 150 bucks a month. Depends on if you're like me and you buy all your workout clothes from the clearance rack at Kohl's or if you go on Reebok and shop for everything. That's true. Well, you know, and the thing is, like, I'm, dude, I am super guilty of this. I, I show up to the gym, and I look at my programming on some days, and I, and I know, I look, I'm like, I probably shouldn't do this. Like, this is probably not a good idea. It's gonna, like, if I do this on a Tuesday, it's going to ruin my week, right? Like, I know I can't deadlift on Mondays. That's the the new rule for me that I've had <laughs> over the last like six months. Right, you're supposed to bench on Mondays anyway. So well, it, it's now <laughs> easier to bench on Mondays. So, it, the, the, I think for the people who want to do it, that's fine. I just wish that there was a, uh, a moment for pause. That maybe it does happen. You know, what? I think it, at good gyms, I do think it happens. Right, I do think there are gyms that are sitting people down and they're talking to them. Hey, you probably want to scale this. Hey, you know don't sign up for the open, but do it with everyone because, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, instead of doing box jumps or box step overs, you know, let's use these little plyo boxes instead of the giant 20 inch boxes or whatever. I'm sure that's happening in gyms. Um, I, you know, what would even shut me up would be if 
like the CrossFit Games webpage had a moment for like, hey, the, you know, make sure like in their commercials, like, hey, make sure you're talking with your members about who should or should not be doing the open because of whatever. I don't know. It would just again, it would just give me a reason to stop complaining about it because I'm tired of talking to people and hearing people say I got injured because and then going online and seeing all of these fail videos like that one dude who was like running in between barbells when he snatched. Oh my God, that's scary. That video it was, was so right, scary. It was all over the internet and I just, I'm like, oh man, why? It's so easy for that not to happen. Well, there's also so, part of it too, of like people like, cause that video is there for a reason. And like, th like there is no way that I have ever like, I mean, I have barbell videos of like taking me off my feet, like trying to catch like jerk triples. Right. And, um, there, there's a reason that video isn't on the internet because <laughs> I'm not ending up in one of those videos. So, but like people the, want that. What was the workout a couple of years ago that was like a clean ladder that was ascending cleans in the open, right? And the only reason I asked it is because I had a buddy who owned a gym in North Carolina and he was traveling. He owned the gym, but his wife competed or did the open workout and her like max clean was like 75 pounds, like one rep max on a good day. And it were called for like she got to the 95 pound bar and had like 17 minutes left. So she basically tried to max out a PR clean for like 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, and basically, mm -hmm. 15 minutes into it, she snaps her wrist, right? And I think to myself, okay, someone watched her and was counting her reps because you need a you need a judge, right? Someone watched her on her first rep. Someone watched her on her second, third, fourth, fifth, and like ad infinitum all the reps she attended and at some point you gotta go away from come on you can do it to like hey good try like let's let's just stop yeah right. and it, you're, you're absolutely right it's it's, it's on the coaching. It's bad coaching it's bad coaching right well, so now but, oh. here here's the other thing is it bad coaching or is it again like going back to the open because like you can be a judge without being a coach. Yep. Yeah. So like, that's, that's, you just got to pay a huge part of it. Certified. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, there's some more money for them to make. <laughs> Which again, I, that's why I loved the sectionals model. I love the idea of we're gonna rent out this venue. Like that's why I really like Wadapalooza and I really like the Granite Games. I like this idea of making this thing bigger well so you know? i think to make it more fair also because like you know i'm sure someone's going to squeak in who maybe cheated a little bit and that's going to happen and of course once they get to regional they won't make it past there but they might have taken a spot for somebody who could have actually really done something well there Are you talking about sean thompson again right exactly yeah but um <laughs> but i think what they need is like essentially an open competition like that anyone could enter is not a season a season is events. So like you need to have like Wadapalooza in January. What an awesome kickoff yeah. to the year. Um, the East Coast Championships, another one. And like maybe there's, maybe there's 10 events throughout the year that are all legitimately run. And they're, you know, I would assume there's some point system going on where you know if Matt Frazier comes out to two of those events and he wins them, he's not going to have to do anything else and he's going to find himself at regional where – you know, and then also the other aspect of that is too, you're getting your top level athletes 
not just doing the open, the regional and games. Like they'll, they'll come to these events because A, they'll win some money and B, it's also going to be better for their career, so to speak, in, in that sport. Every, is there any affiliation at those at each of those with CrossFit or now? No, it's just like yeah. mo. I mean, obviously, like the big ones are run by very, uh, I'm gonna say like e- successful affiliates and successful CrossFitters. Like, um, right. Wadapalooza is Guido Trinidad, who he's been a games athlete for years, and he has a very very successful gym in in Florida. Um, ben Bergeron runs the East Coast Championships. The dude who runs Granite Games, big guy in the mid, the, uh, the central, uh, north central. So, I mean, there's, um, you know, there's definitely a lot of, like, reputable people running them, but they're not associated with CrossFit in any way. Yeah, because that, that would be the tough thing is you'd have, you'd have to let them in financially as well as, like, you know, they're going to they just have the CrossFit name on it so that you could funnel everything back to the games through those. Like, that would be a great theory, but then it would just... I guess you would see if those people want to give up everything to CrossFit. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you figure every other sport, like if you want to be a pro bodybuilder, you have to qualify and get your pro card. How do you get your pro card? Well, you have to win several shows. You know, if you want to go to nationals for track and field or weightlifting or, or powerlifting, you have to meet a qualifying total. Now it's easier yeah. to meet those totals. Um, you know, because it's just a single number. But even in track and field for the decathlon, you need to compete in these events and get points and so on and so forth. So it, it, I just think it would make it such a cooler sport if that happened. Well, and it also oh, gives yeah. people shots. Like, so, right, like, if we kind of just use the weightlifting example, because obviously that's in my wheelhouse. Um, if I, like, to make nationals, I go to a local meet, um, that's obviously held under USAW regulations, and I qualify because I hit my total um, for my weight class. And now I go to nationals. The cool part is, though, like when you get to nationals, now here's a shot to qualify for a Pan American team or a in an international team. You know, if I was good enough at those levels. Um, and the thing is, though, if I miss that, well, they have other like high level meets that I could come back and qualify for it in two or three months. Whereas, right. like, if you miss the open if you do the open and you miss regionals you're done for a year yeah and you like that, a year, that's yeah. a long time or if i mean what was the deal with dan dan Timinsky this year that you were saying what well, Timinsky, if you look at like i don't know if he's like not that i i'm not gonna say like doesn't care like i don't i just don't know if he's like uh like in it to compete anymore right but like if you look at his numbers and this also could be I could see Dan because of how good he's always been. He's probably like, I'm one and done. I'm just going to do this workout, and then I'm going to, you know, call it a day. Um, he finished. He, de- he I know he finished outside the regional bubble. Um, he finished 32nd, but in workout number one, he finished 161st. Right. So he clearly probably just did that workout once. If he would have improved his score. By let's just say a minute, he does it again and goes really hard. He moves up a hundred points, and he's he's in he's in striking distance, and that's all within the first workout. He's got four more to go. So right. like I think like a guy like him who I don't and I don't know his deal this year, but like he winds up still he's like he gets a thirty second, a fourteenth, an eighth, and a fifty eighth. But like, does that fifty eighth at the end even change because he knows like I can make it back? You know, and if he's caring to make it back, but like. 
guys like him now, like if he wanted to make it back, well now he's like, after week one, he kind of knew he was probably out of it. Which is a bummer. Yeah, because he's a, and he's a, he, you know, I, I, I know him from the sport for a long time. Like he's a good dude. I've met him before. He's a very nice guy. He's a good name for it too, because people know him. So like, it's kind of like crummy when some guy like that gets like, misses out because maybe he game the or he didn't take the open as seriously as he needed to just because he didn't think he was going to have to speaking of redos what are your thoughts on if you're a competitor and you're like on the cusp of making regionals i get it right improve your score what are your thoughts about like joe smith wants to do 17 5 again he did it on friday he wants to do it again on sunday well, I think the big reason for that, like, if you look at it scaled down, it's like you're saying if you're a guy who's going to go to regionals, like, yeah, redo it. So, like, your your goal, like, that person's goal right there is regionals. So then if you scale it down lower level, if, like, Joe Smith's goal is just to be top five in his gym, I, I'm not justifying doing it, but I can see how it's, you know, everything's scaled down. Like, his goal is just to beat Bob Smith, his brother, and Bob Smith did good. So in the competitive nature, I can kind of – not disagree with it, but I just, I mean, you shouldn't be doing the exact same workout within the same week, let alone like two weeks span, just for the sake of the movement, you know, just tearing your body. Apart. Well, so I totally agree with you, Montag, on that, because here's the other thing. Like, if you're really doing it because you're saying to yourself, like, I'm, I need to get a better, I know I could get a better score on this. Like, don't do it within two days. Like, come, you know what, like, if you're going to really do it, you know you're not competitive at like a regional level and you want to get a better score on that, literally finish out the Open two weeks after the Open, a week after the Open, retest the workout and like go 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 ham on it. Don't do it yeah. on a day notice because you're like, so oh, I can beat that time. Right now. Like that's, I, I got really upset with the one this year with the bar muscle ups because I knew I could have done better. But that's what I said to myself. I was like, I'm not going to benefit from this at all. Like, uh, if anything, I'm gonna tear something in my shoulder, yeah. and like go back to I gotta work, you know. I gotta I gotta like shampoo my hair in the morning. Gotta go to work. <laughs> gotta reach on the shelf or something. Like I gotta do these everyday things. So that's what I kind of realized and said to people too. They were like, well, "Why don't you redo it if you know you can get you know whatever out of that next round of muscle ups?" So I'm like, I-, "I can do it in a month, and I'll get my pride out of it from that." Like because that's right. for me. That's why I do the opens, and it is it's a corny cliche, but to test myself, I can test myself throughout the whole year in these workouts. Right. And again, that's the, I think, the potential, uh, I guess, toxicity with, with the climate sometimes is how do you prevent a, a culture of, well, why don't you just do it again? You know, it's so weird because it's not going to stop um, unless, you know, we, we talk about it and we're open, you know, we, we have conversations about how, you know, maybe we shouldn't be repeating workouts and to be honest with you if if, you know if if there's a person who even after listening to us talk about it next year goes oh you know what i was gonna try and i was gonna try and get my first muscle up during my second attempt at this workout but i don't think i'm going to because it's probably not a good idea knowing that we're potentially saving their shoulder is worth it to me. It's worth it for people to think that I'm a jerk for being like, oh, why are you so, why are you such a hater? Why do you hate the open? Right. I agree with you. Uh, so we're all also, we're all speaking about this to Carmen's point. 
we're all speaking about this people that have been in the game for a while. We've all gotten injured. We've all seen people get injured. But like for the the relatively first or second year person who's into the hype, who's into it, like what do you tell them? And, and I've seen both sides, right? I, I've been part of a gym where we they've the the athletes the individuals that were the members were highly respectable of the coaches and they, they took the advice, you know, they were like, Hey, don't do this. And then I've also been in gyms where people are all about the hype train and they're all about just cheerleading. And it's like, yeah, go for it. And I've seen people try to do their first muscle up during the open and snap, literally snap their arm in half. Um, and it's a horrific thing, right? Because everyone's like, come on, go for it. And I'm like, Hey, you don't have muscle ups. Now is not the time to try to get them. Because oh by the way you're com- completely beat up, right? Yeah, and I think it was going like to Kato's point earlier. It's all I mean. It seems like we all agree on this. It's a hundred percent based on your coaching. So if you have that person that's like just that gung ho, like yeah, you can snatch two fifty. Well, I've never snatched one eighty five. <laughs> they're your coach and they're constantly in your ear, like bro, you're never gonna know unless you go like that kind of thing. <laughs> if you got that, which it's sad because there are people that, that, are, in gyms that are like that. <laughs> you're never gonna know till you go. <laughs> um, but like, there are people that are in gyms like that, and it, it just goes back to it's like if you had enough money and enough free time to start a gym, like not everyone's qualified to do the open, not everyone's qualified to run a gym. Like, and it's sad that there's no standard really aside from you paid for a certification and you had enough you know, money to get something started. So what you're saying is if I foam roll and lacrosse ball before my workout, I can still maybe get injured? <laughs> I think you should take the foam roller into the workout. Like, you know, just take a minute off during the open, just roll out. I've actually done that. I did that during um, the row, wall ball, toes of bar workout. And I bet you PR'd, bro. I, I actually, I, I won in my gym that I was at. My, my abs cramped up during the toes of bar, which I knew they would. So I literally rolled out for a minute before I went to the wall walls, but then the wall walls because you're not because... snapping your lower back enough. You got to yeah. use more lower back. <laughs> it's true. Well, so the, I guess just a quick segue, because I, I just was looking at 17.3, and as much as, we, you know, we've just talked about, what, you know, some of the issues with the, with the Open, um, like, I absolutely love the Open, because of workouts like 17.3 and because of the top athletes in the world, right? So you look at 17.3 where you have the snatch and then you're like, you you don't think any, you know, you don't think it's ever going to, people aren't going to be able to do, you know, whatever. But then Cara Webb takes first. Not only does she snatch what she snatched, but she does it in 15.56. And you're like, oh, word? Like, that's insane. Yeah, that was pretty fast. And what was the women's heaviest barbell? What did it go up to? 185. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, too, like, that that workout, I'm not as impressed with some of the CrossFitters. Like, okay, I am extremely impressed with Frazier and what he did during that announcement. Um, especially because he just heard the workout. That That's what I also think makes his, like his his performance of it is but there's a kid from from europe who's like 17 or 18 who uh has like the eighth best time or uh in the world on that workout but he's 17 or 18 and he should be at that an international class weightlifter and he's trying to go to regionals 
Right. Well, yeah. So I get that because there's no money in weightlifting. No. Well, it depends on what country you're from, I think. Yeah, but even so, you have to be an Olympian and you have to podium at the Olympics. If even if you're in a in a country that government sponsors the um certain Olympic events, because the big thing was for 2012 uh, London was it Lu Xiaojun? I watched an interview with him. He he lived at the gym at the training center and didn't go home for six years. He lived there well, prior like, to 2012. Well, so like, think about that. Yeah, I, I mean Lydia. Everybody knows her, right? Like as a weightlifter. She's like, she's in a spot now where she doesn't know like what to do with herself because she's literally lived inside the gym for how many years and now she's getting, starting to come out of weightlifting and it's like, what the heck do I do with myself? Because she needs to do, she needs to be like, she needs to work. She needs to to learn, better herself in English and just go around and do the Klokov tour that he did in 2015. Which I'm also wondering what she is doing because she just snatched 130 from the blocks, so 286. Hmm. So. so Nick, you're saying she's got to go around and do the jumping air, the jumping back squats on the steps like Klokov did like three years ago? Oh my God, remember awesome. when he was just posting like those CrossFit videos? And I don't think he yeah, ever did the awesome. open. Not even trying to speak English too, that was the best part. Well, he built his brand based off of, I can move barbells and I'm ripped. Like CrossFit is cool, and he, it worked. It worked. Like that was an amazing to, to, to get off topic, but the way he built his brand on YouTube was incredible. For well, especially like, CrossFitters didn't know who Klokov was, and and he didn't like they didn't do a very good job of recording anything when they lifted in Russia, or if they did, it never made it. And like that's still a thing. Like. Yeah, they don't do it. No, well, they're they're. I don't think they have to. the internet there. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah, <laughs> well, that, that's like my favorite video is the dude from Kazakhstan, the seventy-seven, who uh, whatever he hit two two seventeen to uh, to get that's gold. Dumb. Right, two hundred seventeen kilo clean and jerk at one hundred and sixty-five pounds gets gold, and nobody believed he could hit that two seventeen. And then the day after the Olympics, he posted a video of in, on Instagram of him of him hitting like two twenty-four. <laughs> Yeah. So he was like, you know, like, ghost, like I never post anything, but screw you guys for not believing in me. Yeah. Like, I knew I had it. <laughs> so, Carl Webb, um, unless I'm reading this wrong, so the Oceania Weightlifting Federation, the, I guess, Australian, the AWF, um, she would have taken first at, I believe this is Nationals. By seven kilograms in her total. So we get into this conversation a lot, right? About like really good crossfitters that could be really good weightlifters. Obviously, all of us have had a little dabble into it, like you know. And we talked about um, Lipsy being a crossfitter or a weightlifter, right? But yeah. I think they're I think they're two different things. But it it is kind of like everybody with their own sport. I'm sure Carmen, you look at people and you're like, oh shit, they could be a great track and field athlete, right? And as much as I would love a lot, you know, weightlifting to grow and weightlifting to change, is is there a difference? Or like, what what is the what is the impetus of like, oh no, I don't want to do that. Even though people are telling you you could be great at this other sport because it's the same things you do, why don't you give it a shot? And they're like, nah, I don't really want to do well, that. Well, what I don't understand is 
it's not even like it's you could be great. It's, hey, you're already the best. You just have to show up. Yeah, but I think that's also a lot of it too is like when you can do these things on Instagram and, you know, take 10 attempts to do it, like sometimes you have to have that pressure being like on the spot. And I, I think a lot of people can't show up. Yeah, I, I guess and I think, so. I, and I think I'm, that goes back to the regional and open thing, like where these people can do the regional or the open workout three times, get one of the best scores, but when they have to show up at regionals, like they, they're nowhere to be found. Well, that was, that was the biggest thing with Pat Mendez, right? Before he got popped and lost a lot of weight, which is Pat Mendez was doing these incredible YouTube lists and then showing up to meets and doing 70% and like missing. Right, 80% and missing, right? So I, I do think there there is a huge, huge impetus of CrossFit is cool, like my social media accounts, therefore I'm going to do this stuff and put it on social media. And a lot of people just like do that for that. And I did it for years, man. And then I deleted all my social media accounts and I'm like, I appreciate exercise more because I'm not recording my list. I'm just exercising. Yeah, but all your best videos were the ones where you were fooling around too. No, yeah. you don't have to be funny. Like, no, I legitimately, Nick, I had like, when I moved out here, I had like 20 people I knew out here that followed you just because of like all the funny stuff you did. So it was like, yeah. when you stopped posting that stuff, I, a lot of people, my street cred went down out here a lot. <laughs> <when you stopped. laughs> yeah, no, because I, I think there's just this whole, for me, that was just a matter of like, someone would say something stupid and I go, I wonder if I could do that. And I'm like, holy shit! I can clean, I can clean and jerk from the the bottom front squat position, seventy kilos, and that's really funny to me. Well, see, and the good part is that you were doing it at like a sarcastic, funny level, where there's people out there that are like, oh, I could definitely like squat clean and then like, you know, strict press this one handed. Like, there's no need for it. Like, they're doing it seriously to get like bro points. You were doing it because it was hilarious, and you got that it was sarcastic, kind of. Yeah. Uh, but it was also awesome at the same time. So it's a nice little you, – you met right in that sweet spot there. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> so what I'm saying is get back on that. So yeah, I mean, what? Going back to – because I'm just like now – I think I'm just down a rabbit hole. Um, but when I – here's this, – this gives me a – like I'm not making any accusations about anybody using PEDS. But, but, but <laughs> that's a great way to open kids, up anything. Kids. But, yeah, are those those white sneakers? I always have this question: where, um, why aren't we competing internationally? Like, if you know that you can be top twenty in the world and win nationals for your country in an international sport, I understand that. Well, I can't make any money. May, maybe, maybe. You could say, well, I'm not going to make any more any money doing that. Instagram is better, blah, blah, blah. But that's you when you're 25. When you're 35 or 45 years old and you potentially want to coach, it's a pretty nice thing to have on your resume. By the way, at one time I was top 20 in the world. By the way, I won nationals. You, you know what I mean? Like, And, and when I see people not do that, I, always, I, just, I just don't understand why. Sure. Ready? It's not cool. Especially when you're 23. Really? Yeah. Really? I, it, you're not going to get Instagram likes. <laughs> like, you need I, to show more ass, more butt. <laughs> yo, it, speaking of, is Rom 
Wad's still cool. I feel like that was 2016 was Romwad, and then I feel like there's no more Romwad, but I'm off Instagram, so I don't know. Uh, I think people people still do Romwad. Yeah, but did they? My it, favorite like, thing was when I asked you guys in our group chat. I was like, "Hey, I'm just curious. Like, what do you guys think about Romwad?" Nick was like, "Go to YouTube, type in yoga, and just do that." It's <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> deal. Way to save me like 89 bucks, however much it is." Because <laughs> I remember it was everyone and their mom was posting like them doing Romwad poses or videos, and mostly, honestly, no shit. It was just girls in their underwear, and it was like, every time. Like, ridiculous amount of likes and shares and i'm like oh you're, this is not what it was meant for but it's working <laughs> i guess it's good marketing uh business <laughs> but, but so <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> I so can't stop i'm just amazed by someone like when it gets into that like some of the, going off topic but like some of the female workout outfits like and i get that it's you know it's a market, so like they're going to be a lot of stuff people are trying to sell, but so much of that stuff just looks really uncomfortable to work out in, or it has like so many straps that don't need to be there going across like like the collarbone with forty three <laughs> bra straps and <laughs> the shorts that like have like a hole cut inside. Like, and I get like it doesn't have to be functional, but it just cracks me up. Kate, what are your thoughts? It's more bondage than it is CrossFit now. <laughs> what are my thoughts? Yeah, do you know you're like somebody who lifts yeah. and shocks? Someone who, some, someone who, someone who, someone who, who lives in that realm. Like I see, it, like the rest of us see it, and I'm like, oh my, like legitimately, I've been doing polls and stuff, and I'm like, I can see this person's soul. They're not wearing any underwear <laughs> through their butthole. I'm just like, I, I kind of feel uncomfortable. But then again, I'm just like, I, I, it's not me. I, I don't know anything about that. Like from someone who lifts, has competed and trains, coaches, and sees that stuff. You know, is it just a matter of fashion and I want to look good in front of boys or is it like whatever? Like, does Lululemon, is it worth it? First off, being from that position, I've seen more than my share of lip slips. <laughs> <laughs> I love that term. And like, honestly, it's whatever. Look, if I, I'm all about like being empowered. If you feel like those shorts, they make you feel good, go ahead. But like, I don't want to judge you and see some of that stuff. So, like, I don't know. For me, it's well, like... those I don't... Like, it's not even, like, the short... I, I get how short shorts might be a functional thing, but I'm talking more to, like... What's that brand? I think it's Vol, like, V-U-L-L. Have you guys seen that one where... it's like that. These bra straps that have, like... it's. I'm going to keep harping on this, but it's, like... Oh, it's, like, a 13 bra straps on the back. Oh, okay. It All right. Like a, so... It looks like a suspension bridge on this girl's <laughs> back. And I'm, like... Yeah. Is there a functional purpose for that? Or, like you said, is it just fashion? Like, Ball sports, well, yeah. Think, yeah, it's a little bit of both. But, like, the Lululemon um, Free to be Wild <laughs> bras, they're the ones with, like, the three stripes on the, each side on the back. They're actually way more comfortable for me and for a lot of people than other ones because you don't have two straps just, like, digging into your traps, which are already probably screwed up from something dumb you just did. So, like... <laughs> a little bit more comfortable but the straps on the front i'm not really sure where that functionality comes from but there are bras that are like that go up to your neck that have padding for like people the who don't know how to properly clean yeah it's so when chesty. i've seen that thing yeah like you should probably get better at cleaning and not bang the shit out of your chest like i don't understand that but that's like this this snatch underwear that's got the padding o- over like the pubic bone <laughs> Oh my god! Like, why don't you just learn how to snatch? Shorts. 
I saw Kato stuff a hoodie in her shorts and got the same (laughs) thing out of it. And it was probably like a Costco hoodie, a Kirkland brand. <laughs> that, is, that is a true story. I can't even. I'm not knocking it. You're just, you know, you're frugal and it's smart. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I have a very short torso and very long limbs. So sometimes my timing's off. <laughs> you can only crack your pelvis in half so many times. <laughs> I have like a permanent lump there. So it's kind of like. That's called your wiener, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Uh, so anyway yeah i think like for me i some of the shorts some of those shorts aren't really comfortable because in the middle of my workout i'm like can everybody see anything that's really terrible i would hate (laughs) to do that to someone so like i'm not a fan of them for every like if i'm gonna wear them it's for like when i have something like kettlebells and a run things not involving squatting or bending over like that's just how i am though yeah, I'll say from a guy's is, perspective, is, the first company that can make a pair of shorts that you can row in with your balls comfortably will <laughs> will just it'll be a billion dollar industry if you can just come up with that because that's Big the number one problem. Rowing across, I think, is, is the worst thing where you put your balls when you row. Yeah, it's <laughs> the, the answer is easy. That, you, you that accident- was ever even an issue. <laughs> you accidentally sit on them all the time. <laughs> yeah, accidentally all the time is hilarious. <laughs> And as the older you I, get, the older you get, the closer you get to get them caught in the runner. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Conversation is completely derailed. By the way. But, <laughs> going back to the open. Go ahead. <laughs> Has you anyone ever got the ball stuck something in the open? I'm I'm on my own planet right now, just looking at with results and comparing them to open and I the open like athlete profiles and there's I, there's just nothing but question marks in my mind right now about what where, what <laughs> about what I, again just the same thing where it's hey you could be you could win your country's national event but instead well, you're going to come in I mean you're not maybe but instead you're going to come in 20th at the games so here's an interesting thought right and i i think a lot of that has to do with like the, the you have individuals that are very good at crossfit that don't really have to try all that hard sure they train hard sure they're pretty good at it but when you put them in a situation of like hey listen if you apply yourself you could podium at the american open and they go and, and i think there's i honestly think there's a amount of fear of like shit, well, I'd really have to try and have the chance of failing. Whereas right now, I am the number one person in my gym. People know me on Instagram as a CrossFitter. Um, if I go start doing weightlifting or whatever, I am somehow in a realm that I'm uncomfortable with. I think that's a huge aspect of it. Well, do you think, I mean, do you think you make a decent, like, let's say you came in 10th at regionals. Do you think you're bringing in some sort of sponsorship income? So I think that- you're bringing in, you probably make thirty-ish thousand dollars a year because you're coaching really? coaching full time. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And then maybe you're supplementing another ten-ish from sponsorships, and then like, I mean, I've noticed like everybody's got coupon codes, like oh, put you know you know, poet 15 for 15% off a virus, you know? And then, right, uh, and right. I don't, I don't know if that means like, well, cool. If is Carmen's that real? Got it, Cause I need new pair of virus. No, T- TJ 15 is real though from virus. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so like, does that mean like at that point, if Carmen was sponsored by Virus, he's not actually getting money. He gets some free gear, and then based off of what his, you know, hashtag brings, that fifteen percent, he gets that or gets ten percent. Yeah, right. His code, and like, I think that there's like more of the small level, like clever ways to get sponsorships, and then also like, yeah, like I think too, like they're not they're supple it's, it's supplementary money if you're like top 10 somewhere you're getting getting some money but you're really your other job is not you're not a crossfit athlete full-time you're a coach or some sort of thing and then this is like the second barrel right well you know it can be? almost be like your form of like pr if you're so say you do programming or oh yeah something like that where you know you if you own a gym it's something because i know for a while like when i would travel work and stuff i'd always look up to see like you know what person in that area where i'm traveling to maybe went to regionals because it would just in my mind i was like oh it's a higher caliber gym like they'll have clean rowers or something like that well, that's <laughs> so, a good way to look at it <laughs> if, so that it was like when i would try to find stuff like especially when we went like we used to go visit family in southern california there's so many gyms there so it's like yeah i could go to the one two blocks over but i wanted to go see you know where this person trained not necessarily like oh i want to go watch him train just i don't know kind of it definitely raised the level of, oh, I've heard about this person from watching the games. Let me go there. So I think so, there's that aspect, too, where you can kind of PR for yourself. So, Carmen, to, to reverse your question a bit, right, let's take a look at the top female gymnasts, like USA Gymnastics individuals like Simone Biles, right, that, like, destroy gold medal. They're awesome. And you could be like, you could make $250,000 a year in CrossFit. Right? Is that the same um proposal as what you just mentioned is taking a crossfitter that could be good at an international sport well here's the thing she and uh, you know she doesn't know how she's going to do at crossfit these crossfitters know how they're going to do in these other sports well so jumping in really quick i would say though if you're at that high level of like a simone biles um like, all right, that, that one's going to be a little out there because she's going to be a millionaire because of all her endorsements and where she is. But, like, I think Carrie Pierce, um, who currently is sitting second worldwide, is, like, your example of that. Because Carrie Pierce was a Michigan D1 gymnast, and Michigan's a very good gymnastics program. Um, so she's a legit gymnast who, after six months of CrossFit, made the CrossFit Games and has done it every year since. And she's now in her third year sitting second in the open, uh, in the world after the Open. So, like, and I, I don't know what her deal is if it's like, well, hey, I got out of, um, I got out of um, gymnastics and right in the CrossFit, but mm. she's got that literally the way gymnastics work other than being an international competitor she kind of went to the highest caliber she could go to you know in a very good respectable program in school did it she's an she's an all um an all big 10 like i'm looking at some of her stats at michigan so she's not just like a hey i did gymnastics at you know rowan it's um, or like i did gymnastics till i was 12 years old she's like legit so she can so let the the beauty of that in, in her world is so she can let's say she does CrossFit for another five years and then decides she wants to go back to coaching um, gymnastics. Well, she can go. She has the resume from gymnastics to say, well, I'm an All American. I did this. I did that. Mm-hmm. 
she has the piece of paper that said that she accomplished those things. These people don't have the piece of paper that says that they've accomplished these things, and it's right at their front door. But you're also thinking that you're you're taking this from the perspective of people think that far ahead. That's I, right, true. Of course. You're right. <laughs> like I know for a fact that the majority of choices of hobbies that I went into, I was never like, what is this? What impact is this going to have on me ten years down the road? Yeah. You know what? Too. So just kind of in like thinking about the stuff on the weightlifting stuff. Um, the other aspect too is like even like talking about Carol Webb, who would probably have to lift as a seventy-five. And she's I. She's one fifty-four. She would lift as a sixty-nine. Nah, she's not. Uh, she's ah. definitely not. She like. <laughs> yeah, like straight up, she's not. Like she would probably have to lift as a seventy-five, or she'd cut. And if she's cutting to a sixty-nine. Is she even going to hit that number? Well, how tall is she? She's not that tall. She's, what does it say in her bio? Like 5'5", five, 5'4"? Five, 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 Hold on. I got to get this, back to it. I think this may be a topic for another episode. True. But from the, the uh, Australian female weightlifter that you all shared, or transgender female oh, weightlifter God. that destroyed everything. I mean, I again, I think I think that should be a topic for another time. But that's huge. Yeah, that to me is like blow. That's that's such a big discussion. Well, I mean, we've talked an hour on the open, so maybe we'll just end here for this week, and then for sure, like, there's a couple discussions in here, whether it's CrossFit and weightlifting and weightlifting in general and the transgender thing. But I mean, I think we kind of we we kind of beat the open pretty pretty. Uh, <laughs> pretty well you want to do like, conc- conclusive thoughts everybody around table yeah conclusive open. thoughts yeah yeah i like that i like that go ahead john you start one sentence <laughs> recap for everybody montag goes first which john montag okay. big chief montag so big chief. yeah big chief um so for me uh i've done the open i guess it's my I don't know, fifth or sixth one i've done um for me, it's now more of it's a reason to force me to get into the gym, and it's just solely based off of an awful work schedule. And I could go home, but it for like the past couple of weeks, it was something where it like forced me to go. So I kind of liked it for that aspect. Yeah, I like the open this year, especially from a programming aspect. I did zero workouts this year just because of the way training's working right now and, and my time frame for nationals. Um, but I don't. I don't buy the whole like four hundred thirty thousand people should be doing this thing. I think there's a. I think there's a better way to do it in in your gym, and then even probably a better way to do it to get the people who are the best. Carmen. Uh, um. So first, like, I love the open. I love the open for the same reason why I love the X Games. For I think it's entertaining. I think it's really cool. I actually thought um, you were going to say the X Men. <laughs> same thing, kind of. Okay. Mutants. Um, There's just mutants. Super Soldier Serum, right? You idiot. That's the different universe. I'm such a loser. Um, so, but so yeah, I, I agree with John. Um, I, you know, I think there's just a better way to do it. Um, I've done the open. I did the open for the first three years. I think. Um, don't regret any of it. Um, but again, perspective. So that's that. 
So I think the open is a good way to manage how do we find the top competitors because that's what I truly believe that it's made for, right? I don't like the hype that is surrounded of everybody needs to do this. It's a community thing. Let's get everyone involved, especially in the sense of it forces a lot of people outside of the competence. So what John Walker said earlier about we scale it down to only so much. Right. And I think it, it, it depends with the affiliate model. Some gyms scale it down. They'll make time caps on their own, which even though if the open doesn't say time caps, they're going to say, hey, we're going to limit this to X amount of minutes, which I think is awesome. But it's not always the case. I have seen in my 10 years of CrossFit more people injured during the open than in normal day workouts. Right. So I think the hype is bullshit, but. If you are a competitor, yeah, I get it. It's probably the best way for us to find the best athletes to move on to the next step. Yeah. So <laughs> um, I've been doing some version of the Open before the Open. So I went to regionals in 2010, but that's a topic for another day. Um, <laughs> but competing or just being a part of the open since then. And I've been really lucky, I think, to be a part of a gym that kind of looks at that and does some of that progressive scaling when needed. Um, big into safety, but big into pushing people. You know, I've had an awesome experience each year with bringing the community together. And I love it. And I think I accept it for what it is. Um, but, but really, my biggest question, and like the biggest thing I took away from this entire two-hour conversation is, I can't believe you guys sit on your balls that much. <laughs> yeah only when rowing just tape tape like rowing a clementine between your legs and go row rowing is like, the worst really oh my god john that is so take the like perfect orange. that is the perfect like understanding of what's going legs. on yeah yeah and just, just try to go row with I, that thing comfortably i mean people t i mean I'm, i coach it's just how like day. people tell me a lot of really intimate things that may be a little tmi but i have not heard yet that I sat on my balls, so. So, so here's a question, ready? You mean that besides directly on them, but they are in the way at some point. Besides, <laughs> besides like pelvic floor issues and jumping rope and cleaning and peeing yourself, what is an issue for females that is almost like on the same line as that? Because no guys like uh, rowing. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, I mean, I would probably think just you know not fixing your snatch and banging the shit out of your snatch is pretty terrible. Um, <laughs> But, like, honestly, besides the pelvic floor issues, and that's something people joke about but need to be taken a little bit more seriously, um, I don't think there's anything unless you're wearing your shorts too short, and then it's you're just worried about a lip slip. Is it a, a <laughs> lip slip? Is that, That's an actual thing? Like, I've, I've seen yeah. it through the shorts, but I've never actually seen the actual skin. Yeah. Like you, you're saying that you've actually seen the skin. <laughs> I have witnessed the lip slip. That's amazing. That, we got to end on that note because that's just too good. <laughs> Hashtag lip slip. Yo, we're going to have to edit this one. I'm going to get fired. <laughs> oh, oh, my God.